a real mind here. Ha! Now there's a new brother to you by Storm, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle videos. Collect four adventures you won't find anywhere else. $3.49 each with any purchase. Prices may vary. For a limited time, only at Burger King. We now present TurtleCast, a six-part podcast delving into the history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hi, I'm Brandon. Hey, it's Jimmy. And this is Billy. And this is Mike. And welcome to another episode of TurtleCast. This is episode two of a six-part exploration into the uh, life and times of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Should we restart I like that? it. Go, go, go with it. I like it. I'm, I'm winging that part. I have a lot of stuff scripted, but that part I'm just like, I don't really know what to say. It's only episode two. We're still figuring things out. But yeah, every episode we're going to look at a different facet of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. Last time we talked about the origins of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well as the comic book. So if you haven't checked out episode one yet, please go check it out now. Or listen to this one and check it out later because you can listen to these pretty much out of order if you want to. So last time uh, we we talked a little bit about kind of the weird things that showed up in the comic books. And I wanted to ask you guys a few questions before we got going today. Um, last time we talked about a character known as Cuddly the Cowlick. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> Who, for those who don't remember, it's a trans-dimensional uh, cosmic cow that can uh, transport uh, people across the universe, but he's just a big freaking cow head, and, like, there's no body or anything. I, f I actually showed the guys a picture of him after we recorded. What did you guys think of C Cuddly the Cowlick? I wasn't a very big fan of Cuddly, <laughs> mainly because it seemed, it, it was too out there. Yeah, turtles are weird, y'all. Um... <laughs> We're not even talking about Hitler's brain yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're going to be as Hitler-free as possible today in the podcast. Like most podcasts should be, unless it's like, you know, a historical podcast. <laughs> I don't remember Hitler's brain being in the I mean, the cartoon. It, it, it was not, and there's a reason, because it's Hitler's brain. We, we don't do that. We just don't do that. No, but this is two straight episodes yeah. now where we mentioned Hitler. <laughs> and we only have four left, so we got four left. We, I'm, I'm shooting for a perfect game, two, I'm be honest with you, for the next few episodes. So this, this one we got together within the first minute. Yeah, yeah. 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 one third. That's going to be a record for a so, total podcast. So we're doing six episodes of this show. This is episode two. We are one-third into the podcast, and we've mentioned Hitler in all one-third of it. So I'm going to go ahead and bypass that for now. Well, one more comment on Hitler. Give me one more comment about Hitler's uh, brain. For all those that want to listen about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we're going to talk about Hitler just a little bit longer. Go he ahead, has Billy. an anecdote he'd like to drop. The only reason that Hitler's brain was not in the cartoons is because Hitler's brain is not kid-friendly. It, it, I, I don't think it's right adult-friendly either, to be honest. <laughs> but before we recorded the last podcast, we also had another conversation. And we were asking, since, you know, there's four of us here, all different ages, all different types of people, we were asking, which Ninja Turtle were we? And one of you, I don't remember which one it was, I don't know if it was Mike or if it was Jimmy or Billy, but one of y'all came up with what I thought was kind of the perfect explanation of which turtle we are do you remember who said that was it oh it was me i believe i was the one who kind of casted the four of us so i'd like to, for you to say which tur turtle you think each one of us is 
this is which one we are, not our favorite, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, okay. which turtle are we? You want me to explain as I yes, go? Or yes, just, yes. All right. Just briefly. Just so, briefly. So real quick rundown. <laughs> Brandon would definitely be the Leo as he's clearly the one kind of running the show. He's our sort of de facto leader, at least amongst the podcast. Jimmy would be the Donnie as he's the one handling all of our tech stuff. Billy's got to be Mikey because he's loads of fun and just uh, just bonkers. I don't know how else to describe Billy. <laughs> he's a party dude. <laughs> there, he there he goes. Right there. He's in the random. We've been Sometimes watching a lot of cartoons lately. We'll talk about it right. too. I mean, Billy can be very random sometimes. Yeah, I, 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 I can be, I, I'm extremely random. Yeah, I saw him eating pizza just minutes ago. He's clearly Michelangelo. <laughs> clearly. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, I couldn't true. help it. And then that leaves me as Raph, and I am kind of the big one with anger issues, so that's a little bit fair. <laughs> I'm a party dude, what we're, can I say? We're, we're all on point. We're all on point. So, once again, thank you all for joining us for the second episode of TurtleCast, where four middle-aged mutant ninja turtle fans come together to take a look at what makes TMNT a powerhouse franchise all these years later. It's been almost 40 years and still going strong. Uh, this past week, the a uh, new movie actually came out in theaters, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Uh, myself, uh, Michael here, and Jimmy. I don't know why I called you Michael. Got I never called you Michael. Name <laughs> treatment. I feel like I'm in trouble. <laughs> we actually got to see an early showing, which is the most <laughs> podcast thing I've ever said before. Um, but uh, Billy had a headache that day, apparently. Yeah, I, uh, I get him from time to time. They yeah. just hit me out of nowhere, and I can't help it. But we got to see like an advanced screening of it. And uh, in episode three, we're actually going to talk about all the movies, and we're going to talk about Mean Mayhem. But today, we are going to talk the cartoons, <laughs> because I don't know about you guys, but I have a good feeling that most of us got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles through the cartoons. Correct. 100%. Correct. Yeah. And, it's definitely uh, what started. Oh, yes. And uh, I just want to go ahead and state before we get going, we are going to cover all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons that were on television. We're not going to talk about, like, animated movies. That's going to come uh, in the next episode. Yeah. We'll talk about the 2007 movie. We will talk about the uh, recent uh, Mutant Mayhem movie then. But this for this is more the television episode. So before we tackle anything, we've got to go to the original. We're going to go back in time to 1986. But first, I need to ask you guys a question. And we're going to start with Jimmy, and we're going to work our way down to the youngest. What do you remember about 1986? Uh, the, the year? Or yeah, the just year the in year general. in general. No, no, not not turtles. What do you remember about 1986? I think of 84 and 85. Those were the big years because we have Gremlins, we have Back to the Future, uh, we have everything happening in pop culture. 86? How old were you in 86? So? Oh, you math? <laughs> seven? I think you are seven. I was born in 79. You were in seven. It's hard, for me to, hard for me to place. I think I was waiting for uh, the premiere. You were waiting for the turtles. Billy, <laughs> <laughs> really, what do you remember about 1986? I was five years old. Uh, 86, a uh, good chance I was uh, probably playing NES. Oh, yeah, Mario was a big thing, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's five years old, 86. That's right around the time of uh, uh, release of NES. Uh, for me, I, I was born in I mean, late... Banana Man was out. <laughs> that, is, that is true. I like Banana Man. Random. I, okay, I'll keep that in so I can cut to Banana Man. <laughs> there we go. I was born in late 85, so I don't remember 86. Uh, when I think of 86, I of course, I don't remember at the time, but as a big comic fan, 1986 was the... Biggest year for comics ever, probably, because you had Watchmen, you had Dark Knight Rises, not Rises, Dark Knight Returns, you, you had uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was killing off uh, Barry Allen, and um, Supergirl, which was huge in comics. You, uh, you had a lot of big comics in 86, but yeah, I don't remember anything, but I'm, I'm willing to sure. guess I remember more than Mike. Mike, Mike, what do you remember about 86? 
Well, you know, see, 86 is a really difficult year for me to remember because I wasn't born until 87. <laughs> you, I thought you were born in 86. No, I was born in 87, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not even thought of at that point. You're as old as the turtle cartoons. No, you were thought of because it takes nine months for you to come out. He was just swimming. Yeah, there we go. you're a yeah. swimming. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're a little swimmer in Elroy sack. You were, yeah, uh, uh, you, you, you were a little Bruce Willis. <laughs> now, in 1986, there's a big question that I think all of us have kind of wondered: How did a comic for adults that featured cussing, it featured drinking, I think there's like some minor sexual assault and decapitations? How did they land a cartoon? And I think that's where we're going to start today, talking about how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became a cartoon to begin with. Back in the mid '80s, Jimmy. Well, we asked what I was doing in '86, and I, in some ways, I was waiting till '87 because in '87, and this is jumping ahead a little bit, uh, the most perfect minute and two seconds happened to me. Uh, a big part of that we owe to a man uh, named Chuck Lorre. Now, don't, what, let's not go into how he pertains to this, but what do we know Chuck Lorre from? Uh, two and a Half Men, Dharma and Greg, Big Bang Theory, uh, Young Sheldon. Yeah. Uh, he is a sitcom guy. Oh, yeah. I don't like a lot of his stuff, but he is very successful, and you got to give him credit for it. You do. Chuck Lorre, along with a team of animators and craftsmen, made the most perfect minute ever televised. Um, I think me and my generation of Turtle fans were hooked just by the opening titles alone. I'm positing that it's the most perfect cartoon opening of all time. I never get tired of watching the opening of Turtles 87. That opening sound, ow, and it pans down to the to the manhole. Even as I'm doing it, I, I swear, the hairs on my arm are standing up. The way the camera moves, April looks back from the side mirror. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, there that. goes Jimmy. Oh, oh, I can see that. Jimmy's yeah. on his arm. Is, this is not a visual medium, but I can, Shredder, I can assure yeah. you it's slashes <clears> through the screen. Chuck Lorre also says the little, it's his words in the opening. We're really hip. Hey, get a grip. Those are, those are, that's him actually saying that. Yes. I had to jump ahead. We'll go back to how this right. happened. But, but I do want to mention, that almost didn't happen. No, it did not. The, the originally, the, tur the band The Turtles was supposed to do the opening an, an opening huh. theme. They never got around to it. They just, I think they just had better stuff to do or something. They were, so, they were more happy together. So, so <laughs> Chuck, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, uh, they were kind of on a time crunch. Uh, I think they had like two days to kind of come up with something. Chuck Lore and uh, Dennis C. Brown wrote that whole theme in two days. Uh, Jim Mandel provided like the lead vocals for the singing, uh, but no one received royalties. They never made a single dime from that, which wow. just blows my mind. So it could give you like goosebumps, but it didn't give them a single penny. Damn. Which is mm -hmm. wild. Go ahead and get Okay, well, I think one thing we do need to talk about, because, of course, we're just talking about cartoons, the cartoons today, but in the 1980s, those were the days of action figures and cartoons. Um, so an idea would come of, hey, we got an idea for an action figure. Uh, let's do a cartoon series. So I think it's important to note that while we're talking about the cartoon in the background, the action figures are also happening. Yeah. Yes, we'll talk about I mean, that's, that. Yeah, episode, episode four, we'll talk about the action yep. figures and stuff, but yep. there's a very important... The whole reason the cartoon happened was because of the mm -hmm. action figures. They're all tied in very tightly. Um, and that leads us to a guy named Mark Freeman, who was a merchandise guy. Yeah, he worked for Hanna-Barbera mm -hmm. for a little bit. That's true. Yep. Uh, he went to Eastman and Laird and said, uh, let me see what I can do with this thing. Yeah, he actually didn't like the name of Teenage Mutant Ninja no Turtles at first. No he, but he said it grew on him, and he decided to pitch <coughs> turtles to different toy lines. So that mostly turned him down. Yeah. Like, almost everyone turned him down, except for... 
uh, a company I think you're about to bring up. So Mark Friedman, merchandise guy, <laughs> uh, made a deal with Playmates Toys. Uh, Murakami Wolf Swenson Studios jumped on board to do the animation, mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of the funding came specifically from Playmates Toys. They almost uh, went with Marvel Productions to make the cartoon, too. And uh, uh, Mar Murakami Wolf Swenson ended up with it kind of last minute. I think it's important to also note that on the sidelines, while this is going on, Eastman and Laird are just standing there going, um, I don't know, as everything's happening. It, everything was kind of like grew legs before they could really do anything about it. It, it was kind of all getting out from under them, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, we also need to talk about David Wise, mm -hmm. uh, who was a writer, uh, worked on He-Man, Transformers, and what else, Brandon? Uh... Batman I just, I just, I, I know Michael Reeves is a big uh, turtle, uh, Batman kind of crossover guy, but I thought David Weiss might be. Wise wrote uh, the Clock King. Uh, he wrote the Clock King yep. episode. Wrote the we yeah. love that episode. Yeah. Yeah. Of, the Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. We watched that too, right? Yes, yes. We and did. the Riddler. I think Riddler does. The, if that's the, if you're so smart, then why, why aren't, aren't you rich? Why aren't you rich? Yeah. Uh, Wise was actually recommended by Chuck Lorre because they wanted Chuck Lorre to be the showrunner writer guy. And he was mm -hmm. like, no, how about this guy, David Wise? Mm -hmm. And they went to Wise and they're like, we got this show about turtles. And he's like, the Ninja Turtles? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, do you know? And he's like, I, I have all the I have all the comics. Oh, that's fun. Um, I didn't so know that. he, this was the guy. This was definitely the guy to bring in and to really, uh, I think he was one of the main writers on the first five. So the yeah. first five, it was him and Patty uh, Hoeth who wrote the screenplay for all five episodes. A lot of things that Weiss came up with really set the tone for the series and stayed with the property through even Mayhem. There's stuff that Wise came up with 100 years ago that is still being seen in, in Turtle Things. Um, the personalities of the four turtles, modeling April after Lois Lane, that was his idea. The Foot Clan of Robots, that was... That was him, so they could... They could like, do, like, right. violence yeah, in a violence, kid's yeah. cartoon without, yeah. like, getting all the censors mad because they're not hurting people. They're hurting robots. That's right. cool. Yeah, we that's don't fine. care about robot rights nah. here. The turtle's <laughs> obsession with pizza. That was Robot rights thing. didn't exist yet. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few things that are different from the <coughs> from the comic to the cartoon. The color bandanas were, of course, the big change. Oh, yeah. And the belt buckles. because the they, they wanted They wanted people to be able to distinguish... Which character was which? Right. Instead of just going by mm -hmm. color, they, they they put the belt buckles. On they there. did that too. Yeah. That way they have the. Uh... And in that first episode, they keep reiterating whose name is which because yes. April O'Neil yeah. can't figure out whose name. Like she gets all four of their names wrong, yep. and I believe that is to help kind of put in people's yes. mind. This right. is Michelangelo. This is yep. Leonardo. This is Raphael. This is Donatello. Right. Although sometimes the animators didn't know because sometimes uh, Leonardo has Raphael's well, voice. Yes, Michelangelo's voice. Yes, that had a lot to do with. Yeah. They used a bunch of different. Uh, companies for yeah, the animation and there was a lot of lost in translation things there especially when they got to like season three which we'll get to that stuff here in a mm -hmm. minute but they were supposed to churn out 40 plus episodes a season so everyone's just kind of working really quick but also in the cartoons uh, Splinter and Hamato Yoshi are the same person mm -hmm. uh, Bebop and Rocksteady were original characters and so was technically so was Krang the Utrams were actually in the books but there was no Krang by the way Krang's body Eastman and Laird absolutely hated that design. Yeah, did. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they did. And they were they had ordered for it to change, and apparently it was too late in production that they couldn't change it. So they're not the only ones. I never liked it. The it's it's writing. funny looking back and looking at the design of Krang, and that it's kind of like a kind of like a marshmallow body. Nostalgia type. does a lot for that yeah. design, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's true. Really, yeah. It's very true. It's yeah. really not a. If we just look at it objectively, it's not a very pleasing design. It is very eighties. Right down to the glasses that yeah. thing's wearing. Yeah. yeah. Baxter Stockman is a white guy. The fly, the fly was new. Shredder is very much a weenie compared oh, to yeah. the comics. Oh yeah, which, yes. big time. Uh, that's something. 
Irma we created for the show to give mm-hmm. April a gal pal. Yep. There's no Kiki Jones April romance. Kiki Jones is barely even in the show. He's, he's in it. But he's in like three episodes. Three episodes. Yeah, three episodes. Like and the third one, he's barely weird. in. And he's yeah. never, he never maskless no, or anything no, like yeah, that. No. Uh, I didn't realize he was only in three episodes. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah. It is down. weird. There was like ten years of shows, and he's in three yep. episodes. Because he's, I mean, he's yep. synonymous with the yeah. Ninja Turtles, so it's crazy yeah. to think that he wasn't a bigger part of the show. That right, Vernon was in more episodes than Casey yes. Jones. Yeah, and the, the logo that we all kind of love came from the cartoon that did not come from the comic book, and uh, the Calbunga catchphrase that came from the oh. From well, that, it's important to note that I guess at some point David Wise, I guess in the sixties, where we saw Snoopy yes. surfing, yeah. saying "Calabunga." Yep. So, and "Calabunga" actually comes from the Howdy Doody show. It does uh, yes. because a cheap thunderthud that was his yeah. war cry. Yes. Because uh, my dad's a Howdy Doody person, so yeah. I know about Howdy Doody. I know about so, Howdy Doody. Right. I just love a good multi-layered reference like no. that. Right. Well, then, uh, cheap thunderlips. <laughs> I'm getting with that. Cheap thunderthud. Thunderthud. What do you like? Calabunga. You go, ah, Cowabunga! Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought so, yeah. Real quick, Thunderloop says in Rocky Three, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. There's a multi-layer <laughs> reference. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. What are some of the changes there that we we like and dislike? Uh, you, you know what? Actually, give me a couple seconds to think about that. Y'all, y'all go around the table. I, li- I like April O'Neil being a reporter. Hundred percent. Um, and yeah. that's something that I kind of have issues with the other cartoons that they get away from that. Mm-hmm. Actually, in the other cartoons, it's very '80s because a lot of cartoons had a reporter. Yeah, character. you had to yes. keep somebody kind of like yeah. informed and no, whatnot. I like Bebop and Rocksteady a lot too. Some of them had reporter characters, not a lot of them. Uh, the ghost, bu- the filmation Ghostbusters had a reporter. Well, character. filmation Ghostbusters was did phenomenal. Stop. Okay, I thought you were going to say something bad. Okay, no, I'm glad you love. No. I'm glad you love filmation I Ghostbusters. Love filmation so did I. That's right. <laughs> did, do, do you guys like the pizza thing that they added? That's mm. become such a big part of their identity. Even in the original movie, they did a lot with that. They, which, they did. In the original movie, it's very like. I feel like comic based for the most part. I like the pizza stuff just because it, it's it's almost like a an, a constant. We we can always use this for humor. We right. can always put this in a spot. The <clears throat> story's been a little too serious. Let's insert some levity real quick with it. Yeah, I don't understand all their toppings in the in the cartoon. No, no, that's uh, that gets so absurd. Yeah, like especially in like the OG cartoons, they sort of never, I guess, graduate to re- like regular uh, person toppings. Yeah, so, yeah. Because in other pepperoni. cartoons, there are yeah. other iterations where and they, they make start fun off. of that in Turtles Forever, which yeah. we'll talk about Turtles Forever a little bit later. It's well, always like Turtles bubble gum and sardine. Yeah, and yeah, kind of all weird. Yeah. weird crap well, it was like ice. Weird, they had ice cream pizza. Ice cream, yeah, yeah. that yeah. don't sound bad though. I would try. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you could make it like an ice cream cake or whatever, but they were like, we want a hot right, pizza, right, yeah, pizza with ice cream, with ice cream on yeah, it. Yeah. Like, but Splinter always eats sushi. He does. He doesn't I, eat the pizza. He He's like, I, I like yeah. sushi. I, well, and the Punk Frogs also were not big fans <clears throat> of pizza. No. Correctly. No. I, I will say I hate, and I've already said this before, I hate Baxter Stockman. In the, mm-hmm. the change, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, yeah. The change is a little too much. Uh, and I hate that Shredder's kind of, after the first season, Shredder is a, a, to- a full-on wuss. He is. Yeah. He kind of bows before Krang. He whines all the time. And I love James Avery. Oh, yeah. Which, oh, yeah. Which, by the way, I want to talk about the cast really quick. Oh, Just yeah. name drop who's in the cast. Yeah. Uh, Cam Clark voices Leonardo. Uh, Barry Gordon voices Donatello. Townsend Coleman uh, voices Michelangelo. Rob Paulson, of course, is Raphael. Rob Paulson, the legend. Which we're MVP. gonna we're gonna yep. hear his name a lot more as the show goes on because mm-hmm. this is not his only rodeo. Uh, Renee Jacobs is April O'Neil. Peter uh, Renade is uh, Splinter. Pat Fraley is Krang, and James Avery, of course, Shredder. Rest in peace, James Avery. Um, yes. And the, the by the way, the pilot aired on December fourteenth, nineteen eighty-seven. Yes. 
Uh, did you did you guys watch it while I was on? Uh, we're too young. Yeah, obviously. Man, I, I want to say I did. Because it, it, it began for... Uh, it, I did. It was, I want to say I did. Like I said, it's, I totally it's December of '87. Yeah. I want to say. Yes, I, did. I watched. I watched the the first five that yes. whole week. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Oh yes, what, I did. What made you watch it? Yeah. Uh, the ads. They yeah. just they they, they advertised it constantly on. There's only five episodes. It was right. an event. Wow. That's really the whole first it, season is five episodes. Yep. They made it into an event that a kid had to watch. Yes. The show had a great revolving. Uh, of course, the the actual cast was great, but we had a lot of revolving door of talent. Jim Cummings, mm -hmm. uh, Peter Cullen, Tress McNeil. I think Dan Castellaneta, who was also Homer Simpson, yes. did a yes. voice. Oh, nice. Did. Late nice. in the run. He did. He did. Um, so, yeah, Sue Blue was the dialogue director for the show. Uh, she also did voice work as well. Uh, most notably, she was RC in Transformers. Um, so she helped put a lot of these people together. And I think a lot of them, they were record together. Um, so They would. A, uh, so they, yeah. they always did that. That's why you would have... People come in to kind of take, like, say, James Avery couldn't make the uh, recording. They would have somebody replace him for that right. day because they wanted everyone to work together and work off and each other. And when we say record together, we're not talking about, like, around a table. We're talking about standing up. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you said other voices. Uh, frequently in the third and fourth seasons, there are episodes where Barry Gordon and Rob Paulson were missing. And it always bothers me when I watch those episodes. Oh, yeah, I'm, I agree. Um, because I think Barry Gordon also did Rocksteady. So when one is wrong, yeah. the other is wrong. Yep. And there are some great episodes. I think uh, some of the Leatherhead episodes, uh, James Avery's not there for, and Jim Cummings does the voice. Yep. And those are my favorite episodes, but right. there's no James Avery, and it drives me he nuts when, when it's a different person doing the voices. Yeah, I always say when there were any kind of cartoon in the 80s, or uh, always change the voice. Because even as a kid, you can still recognize that, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. oh, that's a totally different voice. I, I do want to talk about, it's so weird to me, you mentioned, what was the day the turtle the show premiered? So, the pilot premiered December 14th of 87. They, yep. they went full-time with season two on October 1st of 88, and also they ended November 2nd of 1996. Yep. I couldn't find any information. That's a weird time. You've got a toy line, you've got a show you're trying to get kids into, and you're like, well, we want to get the toys out of Christmas. But no, the show premieres after Christmas. That's not the way things would Well, it premiered, it premiered uh, like two weeks before Christmas. Right. But that's not enough time. Like you think, no. nowadays it's like, I'm thinking maybe here's the show, here's the, here's the toys. Were the figures Christmas out then? Is, no. They, the, I, say, I always guess in 88 was when those they came out blew out next year. Which they is, did. That's such a yeah. weird... Yeah, I a guess weird it's move. just kind of like maybe let's yeah. try it out. See if <clears> but there's interest what else there, did maybe? Playmates have coming out that year? Maybe? Playmates they, didn't have much at all. They were no. a very little known okay. company. They did baby dolls. I did read that they said that, you know, all, week, two weeks for Christmas, whatever, every kid is home. So they were able to watch the Turtles because there's no school. Right. And that really sold it. And like, okay, that makes Wait. sense. But what? still, it's a weird... Was it on like daily or was it on weekly? Monday through Friday. Monday through Friday. So you have yeah. a whole week for that whole season there. And you have a whole week for kids to be like, I want the Turtle toys. Yep. But oh, then I'm... they didn't release... Till the but maybe it, maybe, it just, maybe it created Falling. anticipation. I'm wondering if there was Had like... If there was like some kind of hitch in the giddy up of like we could, the show should, probably should have premiered in like September. Correct. Yeah. And then the, the and then figures push. would have been available in, in October, but right. it didn't work out that way. It no. didn't matter anyway, because no. that first five yeah. were huge. Maybe they, they were, were waiting to see how well the show would do I, before that they released. That's, what, that's what I think. I think they're just testing the waters, essentially. That's probably what it was. Because yeah. it is such a weird concept if you don't know anything about it. It's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, but that, that's the kind of shit. Like, it, it works for us. Love right? it. Yep. But yeah. imagine a world where that hadn't been created yet. Oh, yeah. That's like, that point. sounds yeah. weird, man. Right. And also, I like, mean, it sounds violent, too. And you 
I mean, if you're going to have a cartoon on Saturday mornings, you, you have to make some compromises there, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, they had their cartoons on Saturday mornings, that's for certain. And they got in trouble for violence sometimes. I know in season four they phased out Mikey's uh, nunchucks yep. because they were illegal in most countries. They like, were. I just thought it was funny They're that they... all deadly weapons, yeah. I yeah. just thought it was funny that they didn't ban the sword or the size, right. which are, in my opinion, the most deadly, but they, but they took away the nunchucks because... I think it's because nunchucks are a lot more... They're a lot easier for kids to get their hands on. That's yeah, that's exactly possible. Because that's possible, yeah. Yes. I was a Michelangelo guy, so I would make nunchucks out of everything. Oh, you're, you're the problem, the Jimmy. Reason. You're the problem, Jimmy. And I hit one of my... Some guy was messing with one of my friends, and I hit him with my homemade nunchucks. How did that go? He, he ran the f*** home. <laughs> oh, okay. So like, <laughs> not the ending of, I thought you were about like, and then I was pummeled. No, no, no. I understand why, because like Mikey was my guy, and I'm like, nunchucks are so... A fellow chucker, eh? So I, I get it. I get it. A fellow chucker. That's what he says. That's, that's what he says. That's what he says. But then they replaced it with the grappling hook, and I'm like, oh, the grappling hook, man. I'm just See, those latter uh, episodes, uh, not yeah. feeling the grappling. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, they had a grappling hook in the in the games, but but it was like on everybody. But that makes, right. that makes sense. It, it, yeah. yeah, Mikey doesn't. I mean, Batman is a grappling hook, you know. But I think Kasuragami Mikey's a bit yeah. later. Than I don't think that was ever well, part of the hook, original. Grappling, grappling hook, fit, uh, hook actually fits Batman because he's got all the gadgets mm. and all that. And you know, well, well, it gets you from point A to B if you right, can't right. fly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If you can't fly, what better way to get from one point to the other? You, uh, you guys do know that Eastman Laird absolutely hated this cartoon, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yes. They yes. absolutely just hated how much was changed from the books. Yep. They, uh, they didn't like that, they, that a lot of characters were created just to like sell toys, and they didn't like how the network would kind of like meddle into everything. Which I can I can kind of understand, like if you look at it from their perspective, especially well, like especially layered too. Layered, layered was very like protective of his right, and both of them you can even see like you know in the in the origins of how the comic came about, very punk rock spirit from both of them. Yeah. yeah. So when you have that punk rock spirit, and then you know the big corporate uh, figureheads come in and they start mucking around with your stuff and changing this and and it's their baby too it was the first, yeah yeah first success those guys really had i mean yeah. i know they they had a little bit of the what laird was in the, the little they were penny comic yeah yeah like they were the in movie. the underground scene too yeah. which is also very punk rock too right uh especially given the time frame 80s yeah yeah you know? mid 80s uh, so i understand why why they'd be upset but at, at the same time they're probably not as upset in 2023, <laughs> as they were maybe like a 1993. Well, definitely not, definitely not Laird. Laird cashed in. Right. Well, and Eastman <laughs> But Eastman's actually, doing pretty well He seems now. to be a lot more involved in Well, he's involved in all the IDW comics. And, he's seen and they used all these characters that were not created in the original comics. And right. I think and that's he, awesome. He, he was... He embraced big. it. He embraced it. He was like. very much, uh, at least on social media, he was really he's, big on uh, Mutant Mayhem. Very, and apparently they even reached out to him. Mm -hmm. He had a, a bit to do with... Helping out with Mutant Mayhem, which is good to hear. Nice. Yeah, Eastman's, I know Eastman's really embraced it. I have sort of a synopsis of the seasons. Okay, and I, would, I would like that, to hear that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get there. That. We'll get that. Yeah, so, that uh, sounds good. Season one was, of course, those first five episodes. Uh, Turtle Tracks, Enter the Shredder, A Thing About Rats, Hot Riding Teenagers from Dimension X, Shredder and Splinter. Uh, of course, that is that premieres December 14th, 87. Don't you have a crush on one of the neutrinos? Through the 19th. I love Kala because she's Michelangelo's gal. I feel I felt like we had to bring that up. And Mikey was my, was my boy. Uh, eventually, those all released together in VHS, and they just called it The Epic Begins. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, of course, that season airs. The toys don't release until the summer of 88 uh, with the first wave and some, some of the vehicles. Did you get them when they came out? Yes. I know we'll talk more about toys uh, two episodes from now, but I was just curious. Yes, totally. Totally. Uh, season two was October 1st, 88. 
through December. Uh, 89, the following year, the second wave of figures are released. Uh, season 3 airs September through December of 89. Uh, season 4 uh, was split between CBS and syndication. Yeah, I knew they went to CBS after season 3. That was three. that huge run. How many is it? 40 or 50? I think episodes? there's like 52 episodes or something like that. It's it's a stupid amount. They mm -hmm. run from September 90 to 91. This is really like the time. Well, I know Because the movie came out during this Like season show. 3, they were forced to do like 42 episodes because they wanted to hit a certain episode number, like 56 or something like that. They only had, I think, 18 in the... In, from the first two seasons combined or something. Kids shows are weird about episode count anyway. Especially back then, because syndication's a huge deal back then. At, at this point, there is, Turtles is on five days a week, an hour on Saturday, uh, no Sunday, so six days mm -hmm. a week. Seasons five to ten are all on CBS from September to December of that year. The second season consists of 13 episodes, and it, Brandon has talked about this. It's, it definitely has a second album syndrome kind of feel. We, uh, yeah, uh, at the end of this, we're going to talk about our thoughts on each one or whatever, and uh, that's season two I'm not a fan of. David Wise only worked on the first episode. I think that's... Uh, he did the first five. It's the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang episode. That's all I ever Oh, did. oh, of, of season two, yeah. And that's a good episode, so he probably had something to do with that. Uh, the first half of that season has a mini arc where the turtles and Shredder battle to try boring. and yeah, and it's to boring. gather gather pieces Skipped of it. a space doohickey. Yeah, uh, and of course the rest of the season sets up the action figures. Well, in that bit we do have Enter the Fly. We introduce the Punk Frogs, the case of the Killer Pizzas, uh, Splinter No More. Uh, we set up Baxter as I always think Baxter is kind of like the sideshow Bob of the '87 yeah. show because okay. he comes back usually yeah. one episode of the season. Revenge of the Fly, Revenge the, of Fly's Return of the Fly family, or something like that. Yes, I, I like the titles. The episodes eventually oh. get kind of weird. Uh, season three, of course, has the 47, 47 episodes. We continue to introduce characters and vehicles like Leatherhead, Rat King, Usagi Ojimbo. The news crew really comes into the forefront. Uh, I think David Wise really liked writing for Irma. They they they, uh, they did. did. Did you like any of the characters a lot? I really did. And maybe I wasn't supposed to as a kid. No, people don't like Irma. I've seen online. I, 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 like I love her. Irma. I love Irma. I find She's her kind thirsty. of annoying. Until yeah. she meets Howie. Yeah. But yeah. Howie. Yeah. Oh hate Howie yeah. so much. Someone referenced Howie. Oh my god. He's in like two or three episodes. I don't even know who Howie is right now. He sings oh, he all sings, his words. Yeah, yeah all those sh Songs it about does. the turtles. Going back and rewatching the '87 one, there was a lot of like, "Oh, this, this happened." Yeah. Nostalgia goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I it did not age great for me, which we'll, we'll like say we'll talk and about. That's that where too. a lot of the the names that episodes come into mm -hmm. because they play, uh, they're like puns almost of like other movies. Right. That are yeah, like famous a, out like in the 80s and stuff like that. That's actually something that 2012 does. And but say 2012 does that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like there's always like. A nod the cockroach to the, Terminator. There's a nod yeah. to like the fifties, oh, sort of the fifties roots of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right. Return of the Fly. There's a lot of that, and yeah. 2012 does that too. Mm -hmm. uh, but four episodes from that season are the ones that are on the Burger King tapes. Mm -hmm. uh, that's Invasion mm -hmm. of the Turtle Snatchers, The Great Baldini, April Foolish, and Sky Turtles. They're not really the greatest of the episodes. They're kind of so, random episodes. So it's weird there. that they selected those. Uh, this episode or this season, we talked about some changes that happened as far as Michelangelo losing his nunchucks. And this was Saturday morning, so they're really starting to pander more to children. There's an episode called Michelangelo Toys Around, where basically, if you've ever seen the toy... I think I've seen that video. If you've seen the toy <laughs> with Richard Pryor, oh, basically uh, take uh, out Richard Pryor and put him... No! Whoa! 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 I want to watch yeah. that one now. Oh, yeah. Michelangelo oh, yeah. it ends up in the back of like a toy truck. Yeah. And ends up going home with a child and becomes like his best friend. Yeah. 
it's really bad. That's Stranger huh. Danger it's there, man. really not a good episode. At this point, there, there are so many episodes of this cartoon, they are selling the cells at Toys R Us. Billy, did you, you had an April O'Neil cell once, oh, yes. right? I, I, at one time, yes. Do you remember where you got it? Was it a gift? I, I, I got it from uh, Fincher. Oh, Fincher gave it to you. Fincher gave it to me. You can just go to Toys R Us yeah. and buy an animation cell for like $7. Uh, in the summer of 1991, I think this is right after Ooze comes out. Yeah, Ooze was 91. There was a primetime double episode on Fox, I think it was on Fox, called The Planet of the Turtleloids, mm -hmm. which they took two episodes and, and it was like an hour. So basically two episodes put right. together. I was upset because it had no continuity with Ooze. I don't know why I thought it would, <laughs> but I did. Uh, they introduced Ground Chuck. Yep. Dirtbag and Chrome Dome. Uh -huh. Oh, um, Chrome Dome. I forgot about Chrome that Dome. That was Fox, yeah. But Season 7 does have an appearance from Toka and Rezar. I've always heard about that. I've never actually seen that. Yeah, it's, they're totally different, and it's not very good. Yeah. I've, uh, seen, I've, I've seen like the animation. They're very okay. intelligent now, and there's no reference they to should anything have been that happened the to the movie at all. Agreed. It's weird. Agreed. <laughs> there's also a multi-episode arc where the Turtles win a European, a European vacation. That was uh, like a big part of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. They, they call it them was. the Lost Episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what story is on that, but they didn't air. I don't think they they didn't air. Then they put them out. I think on VHS or something like that. I think that's like that. what it was. Also, Shredder ends up with the Sword of Excalibur. This happens. It does. Yeah. <laughs> what? It does. This happens. It does. Like sort of the stone type. <laughs> yes, yeah. something like that yeah. happens. I recall. Yeah. Nineteen ninety four is the eighth season. We talked about this where they too change soon, up. Right? Too soon. They change up the art style. So is this this season eight? This is season eight through ten. So the, you, you know why they got retold, right? They were crushed in the ratings by X-Men, which had yeah. really gotten going. Yeah, I, I watched, that's how I got into X-Men, was loved X that cartoon. That cartoon, that cartoon, cartoon amazing. Is, and it was really good, was and it so holds good. up pretty well today, oh, too. Yeah. Very much. In oh, my yeah. opinion, it's the second best uh, comic-related cartoon of all time, still to this day, yeah. behind uh, Batman the Animated Series, Batman. of course. Uh, I, but, that, did that have something to do with it, too, you think? Just how big that was? So, they said uh, they said that had to do with it partially as well, but it was the X-Men crushing them in ratings, it was kind of what got them butthurt about it. But yes, Batman and the Animated Series also played kind of a role as well. And I think that's why they went with the Red Skies, too, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep. the Red Skies. Yep. I, I know the first season they still had Shredder, but they got rid of Shredder by yeah. season nine for a new villain, Lord Dreg. Yeah. He comes back occasionally he in the last does, season, yeah. but hardly, hardly much. They had like a... a I, I want to say Ninja Turtle in training, but they had some other oh, like new yeah. character. It was a yeah. character Carter. 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 He was like yeah. a character of color who was learning the ways of the ninja or something. And all of a sudden, by the way, Ninja Turtles all of a sudden had uh, continuity the last three seasons. And you can't see me right now. I'm rolling my eyes when you say Carter. <laughs> but but most importantly, they changed the song. Oh, oh it's Jimmy, sucks. you need oh, to play God. it. You need to play it right. Ninja. You need to play it right here, Jimmy. Here's the song. Uh, And we're back. Oh, God. <laughs> Why did you play Chuck, that? Chuck, Chuck uh. Lorre's rolling in his grave. I don't think he's dead, but he's, he's rolling not. in his grave. He's he not. dug a grave just so he could throw oh, himself yeah. into it. It's yeah. awful. Anyway, the show ended after nine years in 1996 <laughs> and 193 episodes. Woo! It's a good run. It's a good run. It was yes, very impressive. Very impressive that it, it yes, stayed it relevant so, that so, long. So right now I'm going to go around the podcast table and I want to hear every single person's thoughts on the OG cartoon as a whole. As a like, whole. what did you think of the 1987 cartoon? What did you like? What did you dislike? I'm going to start with Jimmy. 
Uh, it's hard to do that without comparing it to another cartoon that comes later, one that has continuity and drama and a story that goes through uh, and isn't just, here's a villain of the week, here's some filler. Uh, and I'm with, that's 2012. Like, 2012 came around. I know I'm not supposed to say this yet. We'll get, we'll get, we're getting I'm that. not supposed to say this yet, but that, I look, looking back at 87, I'm like, this is I what, would, that's I would what, even, I would even say 03, which we're going to talk about next. That has some of it, too. That has, that has a lot of continuity. Um, but that's, that's it, next. <laughs> it just didn't, it doesn't have any of that looking back. But this brought me into the fold. Um, and there's, there's got to do the dance. There is so right. much of this that I can, I can quote these episodes. Uh, I love these characters. Again, I'll talk about the opening, but my, the hairs on my arm will raise. Um, I, yeah, it's not perfect, and it's a product of the time. Um, Very much but so. It is a part of my DNA, and it's on my arm because there's Leonardo. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it, even though it's what it is. You know, Billy, what do you think about the OG Turtle cartoon? I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, a lot of the episodes, like, like the early episodes, I enjoyed more than the later episodes. Like when it got to Red Sky, I, I was already, mm -hmm. I, I was either too Let's old. Say, I, I think a lot of people were checked out by that point. Yeah, I was, I was either too old or I was like, I have already had too much Turtle. Yeah. Right. They really did peak with the first five. They did. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. know that well, yeah, the first five seasons. And that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say the first season alone is, I think, still amazing. But for the most part, I thought season two, especially comparing it to I just watched season one. Right. And I love season well, one. Yeah, I think I mean, season one is great. I mean, it, it's, 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 a close, great, it's a great like, it, it is a great, in my opinion. It's, it's not an adaptation of the original comic, but it has that right. feel still. Mike, what did you think of the OG 1987 cartoon. I mean, obviously, as a kid growing up, I, I loved it as a kid. Uh, going back and watching it nowadays, I, trying to look at it through objective eyes. That's what I've not, tried. It's, 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 it's hard. not super great, although I will, real quick, pit stop into season two here. Uh, season two is where Random Thug calls Shredder Titface, and I think that needs, <laughs> I think that needs to be talked about more. Oh, yeah. And I'm not censoring that because oh, neither oh, did no, CBS. No, no. They did not. So, Why did I they mean, call Titface? Uh, it was the, 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 the fake yeah, Turtles what's, what's episode. The, oh, that the one. Oh, the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. he's the yeah. leader of that before they turn him into the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang, and Shredder goes into this place, talks a gang of shit to old boy, and old boy... Calls him Tickface in return, which Man. is of all the things I want to start Shredder. using that. I want to start using. Let me that. point out that voice was Optimus Prime. I think. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think it was Peter Cullen who <laughs> did that voice. So yeah. that was yeah. that makes it even better. That, that does make it. Better. Oh, the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, roll out. <laughs> yeah, going back watching it now with thirty-six-year-old eyes, nostalgia does a whole lot for it as far as enjoyment. But uh, I mean, like like Billy said, six out of ten is fair. It's not. It's not that it's a terrible show. It is just very much made for its audience. Mm -hmm. It is hokey and cheesy, and it's for kids. And there is good storytelling in there. Like, it has the, the, the DNA of a good show, you could say. But they also had to be weary of their audience. And you can't... Why bother putting all that work into putting all that story for an audience that's mostly comprised of five- to seven-year-olds? And before we move on, I do want to mention something to Jimmy, because this is kind of a tie-in to our other podcast, Almost Got Him. My, uh, Michael Reeves liked to, writes a whole lot of Ninja Turtle he episodes. Sure did. Oh, and yeah. Michael Reeves, for those that don't know, he wrote quite a few Batman the Animated Series episodes, uh, including Perchance to Dream, which is one of our favorites, and he passed away a few months ago. So, oh, wow. But yeah, he did a bunch of, I think, episodes from season two on. 
But yeah, very big fan of Michael Reeves. Uh, but yeah, overall, yeah, it, it, it's the product of its time, and it did get us here. I mean, it, the the cartoon did make us all turtle fans. Mm-hmm. So we do got to remember that. Is that? Come on, guys! Welcome aboard the Turtle Blimp! Does this thing actually work? Just watch! It's the Turtle's gigantic and wacky attack aircraft, the Turtle Blimp! Featuring pistol grip and wacky bombs with trigger release! Cowabunga! And of course, with the detachable Turtle Glider, the boys can drop in anytime for pizza or punch! From Playmates! So, in the early 2000s, um, Laird and Eastman parted ways, and uh, Laird began to work on new comics, and that led to a partnership with four kids to produce a new iteration of the Turtles for Saturday mornings in 2003. So, what is four kids exactly? Because I've been reading a lot about them. Is that a Fox Kids thing? I don't think so, because no. I know they were not uh, SAG-AFTRA or whatever. They were not... Uh, Are we sure? Because I know... Because I, I almost feel like it's like how the, you have like Disney, and then you had like Disney Extreme, and then you right. have like Nickelodeon Game um, of Sports. I right. thought four but, kids was... But that was the whole different. thing when we get to Turtles Forever. Like, they couldn't... They could use their cast because they weren't right. union. They right. weren't SAG. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's why right. I'm pretty sure they're their own thing. Okay. Fair enough. And that's well, also why I think we don't know any of the names. When I search it, it brings up the Fox Box. Oh my god, I haven't, seen, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. I, yeah. I, I thought that the four kids, because I think yeah. that's what like the Turtles Fast Forward was on? Yes. I don't yeah. even yeah. remember the show being on, to be Four Kids honest. TV ended on December 27, 2008. Fox announced that the four... So this was a Fox... No, so it was a Fox. Fox this was really some kind of yeah. Fox thing. Because I thought the 2003 show was a Fox Kids show, at least originally. I think I think it's all tied in. Probably they they come up with these clever names, but I think that's yeah. I think it was Fox related. And of course, this version that was made by Four Kids was uh, much closer to the comics, which uh, I think Laird really appreciated. Right? Yeah, Laird was very involved in this cartoon, and you can tell when you watch it too. It's it's very much the comics with some kind of light humor inserted from like kind of inspired from the older movies or the older cartoon. A lot of the original Mirage comic stories were used as inspiration for this particular version. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they end up running for like seven seasons and 156 episodes. So apparently there's a there. Well, I guess it's been found now, but there's a whole lost season they didn't mm-hmm. want to air. Oh, I don't know were, about this. They, oh, were really? too, they were considered too harsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so they sh- this is interesting to me. Go for so it. So they shelved those episodes. And basically rebooted it, which kind of is kind of what I knew they did a reboot because later I on. always thought that they, was two different shows. Because they went they went more com- comedic, didn't they? When they rebooted, yeah, they they said this is too dark. It. Let's jump to the future and make the make the turtles robots or something. Yeah, um, what? So basic yeah. rebooted. Is that what it was? Well, they weren't robots. I think they had like kind of they look they, they had they like look, suits. Yeah. They have like a futurist. Yeah, they, they had yeah. kind of Iron yeah. Man yeah. suits. But eventually, I guess maybe those episodes ran out of steam. I don't know. Eventually, they went back and showed the ones that they couldn't show. Uh, and then they rebooted the reboot and went back to the original continuity. That's confusing. And ended the series uh, with Turtles Forever, which was Wh- the multiverse movie. Which, yeah, yeah. I loved it. I loved it as well. I loved it. Yeah. I, I, I like, it, like it outside of the fact that like the stuff I don't like about it is the stuff I already don't like about the series. Right. Turtles Fair Forever enough. was actually, because it was a 25th anniversary 
of the of the yeah. property. So that's kind of why they did that. It, yeah, and they, they even they made created... a logo, a 25th anniversary logo, and so, it's all, all over that. Yeah, those that don't know, they brought the original like 87 turtles, like cartoon. Yep. Well, the the designs and the characters. Yeah. They did not bring the voices because at the time, uh, it's ironic because we're talking about this now. But at the time, it was the last uh, SAG strike where all the actors were on strike. So they couldn't use uh, all of them. They had to get non-union people. That, so they kind of cross over with the 87 Turtles, and they also cross over with the uh, comic book Mirage Turtles, which is kind of mm -hmm. fun. And also what's awesome is it's, it's, it's a multiverse movie 11 years before everyone else started doing them every two, right. two months or whatever. So you, you get to see like flashes of the, the movie Turtles. You even get to see a flash of the 2012 cartoon that hadn't even come out yet, which I thought was really nice. cool little moment there uh but yeah turtles forever you can't find it on streaming because i think there's a lot of issues with the rights mm -hmm. probably because of fred wolf or whatever yep. uh maybe that will change now that uh since we last uh recorded uh nickelodeon finally acquired the original 87 turtles so we're going to see that streaming very soon for those that want to check it out it's on youtube they actually have a mm -hmm. Yep. A great like it's pretty easy it to looks, find. Too. It, oh, yeah. it looks great. Yep. It, uh, it but yeah, you should you should check it out on YouTube if you haven't yet. And also with the O three, so this was the first uh, show to feature the turtles with all different skin t uh, skin colors. Like every every turtle, if you take their mask off, you can tell who they are by their skin color. Yep. You know who did that first? The Playmates toys. Yes, they did. Yes, yeah. they did. Yes. I did yes, not know did. that. This cartoon was also the first to feature a bunch of fan favorite characters from the comics. This is the first time we got to see the Fugitoid. It's the first time we saw the Triceratons, Karai, and even Mr. Nobody was in the O three show. So I think Triceratons might be in eighty seven for just one episode. It was. But it's a thing. Well I think it's an, isn't isn't there a Fugitoid figure? Yes, there yeah, was, there but was. There, there's no he's never he's not he never shows up. No, no. Yeah. I think 87 he Well, neither was Ace episode. Duck. No. Ace Duck is just on TV yeah. in 87. He's not Ooh. a character. I like Ace Duck. I Ace, love Ace Duck, Ace but they did not. I hate Ace Duck. They they, never, Ace is just a figure. He's just a figure. Is Ace Duck even wow. in 2012? <laughs> like, you think 2012? You would think so. I haven't finished it recently, but not yet. But they don't do anything with Ace Duck. No, they don't do shit. I love Ace Duck. Yeah, they don't even do anything with him in the comics. He showed up in, like, one panel during the Armageddon game. That was it. I need to get on him. Get on Ace Duck. So, I'm going to go around the table again. Uh... I'm going to ask you guys, what did you think of the 2003 series as a whole from what you've seen? I'm going to start this time with Mike. Uh, from what I've seen, I actually really like it. I like that it takes the show in a little bit more of a serious direction. I do think it almost does that a little too much sometimes from what I saw. Uh, just because, and, and this is just personal uh, opinion, kind of like I mentioned in the last episodes. I like my turtles to be fun, uh, despite the fact that I love Last Ronin. But Last Ronin also has a few little moments of, of levity in the story, so it's not completely gone there. Overall, I like the show, but my biggest gripes about it is, one, I don't think the humor's really on point, and two, oh my god, and no disrespect to these people, because they're humans who are doing jobs, but holy crap, does that voice cast suck. I don't like the voice cast. I think cast. the voice I acting think, is garbage the, in this show. I'm glad you said that. I think Raphael is awful. Because I'm going to... And I'm a huge Raphael guy. And I, I'm going to pile on that. He too. sounds like some kind of Goomba, like I tough... Think, mafioso they, guy no one sounds like they're talking to each other they sound like yeah. actors in a studio reading lines this yeah. might be why 100%. they're not zach yeah to be completely honest they're, yeah that's fair i think there's a lot going well for it my the animation issues, style the animation's great mm -hmm. my issues with it is one i feel like they might be too serious too often i've got to talk about the thing i hate the most though that theme song <laughs> jimmy play the theme song
There it was. There it was. <laughs> uh, Damn it, Jimmy. It was awful. That's all I can say about yeah. it. There was no hairs raising on my arm after hearing that. <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think of the O3? Uh, Mike nailed it, the voice acting. Uh, th I don't think this show has much personality. Um, that's that's, that's yeah, a really that's, good way to put it. It's just the voice acting's not there. It feels like, the Raphael feels like that's the guy, that that's the cab driver. That, like, I drove hate them, Raphael. That, that drove them to the studio. <laughs> um, it, 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 and, and that started that. The, hey, what are, you, what are you doing here? Actually, really actually no, Ooze did that too. Like He well, has yeah. that voice in Ooze yeah, that, yeah, I, that yeah, I actually, yeah. you pointed that last time. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't have a lot to say about it because it just doesn't appeal to me because of that. I appreciate that it goes back and do, does some of the Laird's Mirage stuff, but it just, it just doesn't appeal. There's not a lot of personality uh, in it for me. Now you can take the hippest film of the year home for keeps. Awesome! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie is on video cassette at a great low price. Righteous! And it only gets better because each video comes with coupons for over $20 worth of food and drinks from Pizza Hut. I love being a turtle! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie. Get them while they're hot. Available at Target for $18.88. Hey there, sports dudes! In baseball tonight, Grand Slam and Rap Slam to get. Unfortunately, the ball. Okay, a couple. Uh, fast forward a couple years. Nickelodeon finally gets their hands on the turtle property, and we are going to talk about the 2012 edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm going to go over the cast really quick. They, we have, ha uh, they have their hands back on the property now. Oh yeah, they have since then. Yeah, yeah. This was their first foray right. into it. Right. So the cast, uh, Leonardo, uh, it starts with Jason Biggs, but for the most part it's Seth Green. We'll, we're going to talk about that in a minute. There's a third guy yep. in there, too. For yeah, yeah but we don't, who cares? <laughs> but he does, he does, not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, yeah. but like he does show up in through like the last four episodes of season two, mm -hmm. and there is actually some really good, like deep Leonardo storytelling in that finale. Okay. So the film yeah, guy did get to do it really good. But I don't so. know that guy. So. Yeah, no, nobody yeah. does. Uh, Craig Sipes is Michelangelo. Sean Astin is Raphael, mm -hmm. which I love him on that. Yep, so good. Rob Paulson, I know that name. He's Donatello. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, Mae Whitman is April O'Neil. Hoon Lee is Splinter. Kevin Michael Richardson, who's fantastic as Shredder. Amazing. Josh Peck is Casey Jones. Kelly Hu as Karai. Uh, Corey Feldman is Slash. What the hell? Yeah. I have not seen it yet, but I... I yeah. It works. Okay. Yeah. Nolan North is Kang. Of course, Nolan North <laughs> is like video game royalty when yep. it comes to voice acting. Yep. Phil Lamar is Baxter Stockman. We're going to talk about him in a minute. And finally, David Tennant as the Fugitive. I mean, you, you can keep a, going Yeah, you missed a lot. You missed a lot. I mean, it's, well, it's, it's, well it's, I only have so much room. Uh, say, it would honestly be unfair to expect Brandon to mention everybody that's I agree. a But these, these, name these are the core people. You've got, right. like, stuff all over your I know. Head. You have a mustache. Yeah. You have a mustache. I'll, get, I'll wipe it off in a minute. I'm still eating, so it's okay. Do you have many facts on the 2012 one, Jimmy? Uh, well, I have sort of like a timeline okay. of how this happened. Uh, in 2009, Laird sold the franchise rights to Viacom slash Nickelodeon. Uh, executive producer Ciro Neely, I think is uh, the fellow's name. Yeah. Uh, he was a Teen Titans guy. Mm -hmm. uh, he was a fan since the beginning, since 84. He had the first comic. Um, and this show has, as I've said before, <laughs> has a lot of nerd cred. Um, yes. I think certainly he does. The creative team on this, it really shows. Legendary casting director Andrea Romano, Tiny Toons Animaniacs, 
Batman the Animated Series. It really is kind of like an all-star lineup of people to work on this show that I, I feel like, especially, like we said, with voice acting, it's just second to none. I mean, it just, you go through the IMDb page for that show and look at the voice cast. You you almost had to feel like somebody was calling like, in favors or like it was a fun show to work on so other people wanted to be on it. Because I mean, eh, buh. Re-one yeah, is lot. on this show, there even for just lot. one episode. And a lot of them are kind of in references, like Corey Feldman is a voice. Of course, he was yeah, Donatello. He, he was Donatello, uh, yeah. Robbie Rist, who did uh, Michelangelo in the 90s films, I think he's Mondo Gecko. Yeah. Um, you, so, um, yeah. you have uh, April O'Neil, is April O'Neil's mom from the original yeah. cartoon. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of fun. Which, that's a good episode. A lot of fun connections Renee Jacobs, and, yeah. and, and nerdy things that the that they did. I thought that they were really fun. Yeah, uh, it really kind of combines, once again, kind of everything. The comics, the 1987 show, the 03 show. Uh, it just, they, they took stuff from like the Archie comic. They took stuff from like pretty much everything and kind of made this big smorgasbord. It really reminds me of the current IDW comic that I was gushing about in the last episode, where it's just kind of the best. It's kind of like a greatest hits, but even more so. There was a there was a Ducktales uh, reboot around the same time that yeah. has the same oh, yeah. kind of feel. Oh, the, like, the the one with Ben Schwartz. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, 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 that's a good. That's, that's a good cartoon. Amazing. It's a really good cartoon. You put someone, yeah. you give someone a property who loves the property. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It's really and, weird. and they do fun things with it. It's, it's incredible. Wonder She should take notes. Yeah. At Brian and Yuri singing the theme on the new Ducktales too. It was really that's right. Yeah. From Panic at the Disco. Great show. But that was a good period of like let's bring things back and make them good and they they work for every. Everybody. That's, yeah. that's the way it should be. Speaking of people that were from kind of old, uh, old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff, Rob Paulson's back as a regular as Donatello. Mm -hmm. yep. What does everybody think about that? Is it distracting or do you like it? I liked it. I, I loved it. I loved I it. it. I like him better as Donatello than, than yeah. Raphael. And, yeah. and there's yeah. just a little difference in the two voices. He has kind of like a... Yeah. He knows it, how it, to he change. He has a sound it. with his voice where it's almost like he was aware he was like a playing a character with mm. a, a gap in his teeth, yeah. so he yeah, adjusted his it. voice for it. Uh, yeah, he he wouldn't do it without Barry Gordon's approval too. Like he was nice. offered the part, and he was like, "I can't do it unless Barry Gordon's okay with it." Yeah, yeah. Sean Esten might be my favorite Raphael. Oh, too. hands down. Oh, yeah. so, yeah. really, and I think this really is the like best Calgary. version of Raphael because mm -hmm. you actually you they address everything like every gripe that all the fanboys have ever made about Raph gets addressed in episodes on this show. Again, yeah. like Jimmy said, the show has a lot of nerd credit. Yeah. It's very aware of its fan base. It's it's very aware of its history. And also one of the things that I love about the show is that they they very much understand like a, a running gag or a running gimmick. And so each season you have the turtles watching a oh, cartoon. Oh yeah the, and the first season is like a Star Trek you get cartoon. The, which I believe is called Space Heroes. Yeah. Uh and then in the second season, I forget what the name of it is, but it's Voltron. It's 100% Voltron. It is only Voltron. Third season, you get He-Man, but they call it, it's like Krognard the Barbarian. So the name is like Conan the Barbarian, yeah. but he straight yeah. does the I have the power and yeah. the stuff and everything. The one where he goes into the giant cave monster's butthole. <laughs> that was weird. Where there was straight butthole on Nickelodeon. Yep. <laughs> Not even like insinuated maybe. No. Oh, no. No, it's straight up beehole. Yeah. It's yeah. butthole. Yeah. Uh, and then in the fourth season, they actually find a tape where, I can't remember his name up, but the, the guy who ends up becoming Dog Pound, which ends up becoming Razor. Yep. Uh, Chris Bradford? Chris Bradford, yeah. Chris Bradford, yeah. Chris Bra oh, Rad Brad, <laughs> yeah. like he calls him. Uh, Clancy Brown? Yeah. Yes. So he ends up, apparently, in the 80s, 
that character had his own cartoon, and they find tapes yeah. of it. And that's and the I heard they modeled they him off of Chuck Norris too. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. Like in that those first few episodes, he has like the whole yeah, team yeah. get up and everything. Yeah. It's yeah, it's definitely supposed to be Chuck Norris. Yep. I like the whole thing of like all these characters have weird names and like this one, like Mikey names them. Okay. What do y'all think of Michelangelo in this cartoon? I'm kind of mixed on him. I love, I love, him. I love him when he's being kind of like a savant or whatever, but sometimes he gets a little too, I feel well, like annoying. Yeah. He is a, a little bit more, they did go heavy on the, the party dude aspect of him. But one, you have Greg Seitz doing the voice who's fantastic, like has all the, all the energy you would want your Mikey uh -huh. to have. Uh, also does a great job as Beast Boy in the Teen Titans cartoon. Yeah, he does. Both Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Yep. Um, but no, I thought it was great. I like how whenever they go to Dimension X and everything's backwards, Mikey is a genius. Mm -hmm. And he's the one yeah. who actually helps mm -hmm. them out of a lot of that stuff. That's and fun. he's like flying techno drones and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I actually, I actually really... But then again, I mean, you probably hear it in my voice as I'm talking. Like, <laughs> I, It's not a bad thing about the 2012 one to me. I mean, the animation was a little... The, you know, wrap my head around at first. Uh, it took me two episodes to get into the animation, but I actually yeah. do love it now. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a minute um, to get into the animation as well. And and even to go into the animation, like we kind of talked about before we started recording, I really liked when they would do the, the little anime emotions in certain scenes. Like when they would get really mad and their eyes when it When it's used or, sparingly, I like it. sometimes I feel like they rely on it or like a little much. Or like with Donnie and April, every time Donnie's like mm -hmm. love struck over yeah. her and his eyes go all white and there's like I a like little that. heart above little his heart. head. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, yeah, but there's yeah. Sometimes they do it too much. Yeah. It's Fair. precious, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. some yeah. reason That's... I'm okay with it. I actually think it's yeah. pretty cute. I think it's cute as well. But like I said, sometimes they and do I'm not an anime much. guy either. Yeah, it has, a, it has a Scott Pilgrim way about it. Yeah, yeah. it's a little bit. Yeah, there you go. That's, a good, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Apparently, also in the final season, there's a big story with the 1980 uh, Turtles cast yeah. where everybody comes back. Well, I know they do. There, there's a, at least one episode where they there's cross a bunch. over. There's a bunch. Yeah, there's I thought they do. I, there's there's more than that because I looked I looked it up on. Well, I've watched the first one recently. That's why mm. I was thinking that. But I will say that for the first time they do it. Woo, those '87 turtles in the 2012 animation is nightmare fuel. I was wondering what they look like. Is, the, it, is it still CGI or is it? It's still CGI. I thought they might just 2D it. Because in the first episode, they what both. they do, yeah, they bounce back and forth, so yeah. you get to see the 2012 turtles in '87 like, animation. I, th I and, like that. I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like and Space Jam: A New Legacy. Oh, Wait, no, no, it's not. I just, oh, that, was God. that was me wanting to stop the podcast completely. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. But, like, you get to see more than just the turtles in the 2012 animation, too. Like, the Crane mm -hmm. bodysuit shows up in 2012 and all that. So, okay. you get a lot of fun out of it. Yeah, the, the series ended up lasting five seasons. It made uh, 124 episodes, which is a lot for five seasons, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, what are our thoughts on the series as a whole? I'll, I'm going to go to you last. Uh, let's start <laughs> with Billy. The animation took me a minute to get into, like I said before. I don't know if it was my age that was pushing on uh, why it was hard for me to get into. I like the different stories they went on. Right. Like you're saying, I, I like that. I, I, I like that it was dark. Jimmy, what did you think of the 2012 series? And mainly because of the voices. Sorry, sorry. I, the, the huge cast I really liked. But the, all the different voice uh, characters they had and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now I'll stop. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, what did you think of the 2012 series? Uh, again, I went into this uh, lumping it in with the, um, the the Platinum Dunes films at the time. I don't know why I did that. I was just like, what are they, what are they doing with this property? What are they doing? Uh, and then the animation was like, this is weird. I don't know about this. Um, and then eventually watching it, I had to admit to myself that 87 wasn't as great as I remembered because this did things that I always wanted that to do. Yeah, 
killed Splinter. That was what was kind of depressing about this particular episode of the podcast, which is realizing 87 wasn't as great yeah. as we all thought it was. And I hated to admit that this did the things that I that always wanted <laughs> after the five. The first five had progression, those first five episodes. Oh, they're then, so good. And then it's just like, we got to sell toys and get stagnant. And this took the characters' places. We haven't even talked about the stuff with Karai and all that. That by the end of season one, I was hooked, and I was like, "You did a thing!" And I, oh yeah, Karai is and, the and daughter I, of Shre of Splinter. And that's which, the, that is new. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And the yeah. show yes. is basically yeah. about the battle for Karai's soul yeah. um, between Splinter and Shredder. Even I'm not talking about it. Like again, I'm got like, like things are raising on my arms because yeah. that's what I want out of the property. When the property has it, 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 it there's a deep backstory. Uh, and it builds on it. It's still fun. Uh, it has all the moments. They do, I, I don't know if we're talking about our favorite things, but I'm going to throw it in here. They do the back to the farmhouse storyline mm -hmm. from the oh, first from, Troubles. Yep. I might get... Well, that's from the books. That's it's from, from, the, from the books. That's from, from issue, that's from issue yeah. 11. And yeah. But they switch, Don, they switch Leo and, and Raph. And Raph is the one... Uh, they switch it and like Leo's the one that's hurt. Instead of Raph at the right. end, of the, at the, in the Leo's movie. the one that's hurt in the book. Yeah, and he, yeah. it's like yeah. they, did <laughs> they switch thing, it in the movie, and it really yeah, hit me. Movie, yeah. It's like they really love this, and they watched that movie. I love that 1990 movie, and so did they. Yeah. Um, and I love that stuff about the, the show that it did that. I love that they blew up the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's great. This to me is the, it beat 87. It's the height of the prop. I mean, 1990 is my favorite thing. That movie. Um, but as far as on TV, this is the best Turtles has ever been. I I love it for the most part. I love the cast. I love the stories that I've seen so far. When they get into like the core story, I think it it cannot be beat. Uh, My issue with the series is sometimes I feel like they meander a little there's bit. There's filler. There's a, there's lot, of filler. a lot of filler. There's a lot of episodes where I'm just like, why did I just watch a cockroach Terminator? <laughs> I hate that episode. With all, that and I hate Parasitica. Parasitica sucked too. Where they get like stung by a wasp and have to guard an egg or whatever. I just feel like it was like okay, we have to fit in twenty five episodes per season. Yeah, I think that kind of hurt it. That's what it is. Yeah. Because when they when they don't focus on kind of the main stories of the main villains, I get bored with the show a, a little bit because I, I feel like it starts really slow. I feel, feel like it starts too slow because, in my opinion, it doesn't really start getting like super awesome till episode nine, which is I'm going to talk about that episode a little bit later called the Gauntlet. But yeah, overall, I think 2012 series is hands down the best one. There's tons of references to OG series. There's tons of references to horror movies in it. There's just tons of pop culture references. But I don't think it's done to the point where that's the whole gimmick of the show. I think that everything the show does, they balance really, really well. Mm -hmm. And that's, it, yeah, just top marks all around for everything from the voice acting. The animation does take a little bit to get used to. But I, I, it I does, think it takes like two episodes. But it also no. like it, it has it has its own strong points. Like I think that animation does environment really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's some of the faces I admit are a little yeah, the human yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, Kirby O'Neill's face is a little yeah weird in some frames. But yeah. overall, yeah, nothing but great things to say about that one. Someone's in the sewer. They don't belong here. Awesome futuristic Cyber Samurai Warriors. Oh no, it's Cyber Samurai Shredder and Cyber Samurai Bebop. What we need now are Cyber Samurai Turtles. Look out, fists are flying. Oh no, it's Cyber Samurai Rap. It's awesome. Through a few punches. They're in the What an awesome breakthrough. Hey, after meeting the Cyber Samurai Turtles, these guys are just futuristic scrap metal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Cyber Samurai Turtles.
and we go from great things to not so great things. Uh, we have to cover Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which ran from 2018 to 2020. And man, do Super I have Super ironic thoughts. title, right? Yeah, it's the rise, even yeah. though it's definitely the bottom the dropping fall. out of let's, the franchise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely the fall. Rob Paulson, I believe, is the voice, He's the voice director. director. I think yeah. that's the coolest oh, that's thing cool. about yeah. this particular version. Yeah. Of I have it right here, actually. It's the only good thing about that. might yeah. be the only <laughs> good thing. <laughs> it's the only thing I wrote down. Let me, I'm, I'm going to go through some facts real, uh, real fast before we tear into it. Yes, Rob Paulson is voice director of the series. Uh, one thing that I think is kind of cool about the series is each turtle is its individual species. Uh, Raphael is a snapping turtle. Leonardo is a red-eared slider turtle. Donatello is a soft-shell turtle. And Michelangelo is a box turtle. The uh, look of the turtles and weapons are based on the uh, 2014 movie, the Michael Bay movies. So that's why they have the, <coughs> the weapons that they do. You can kind of tell them. Raphael has a uh, ton of batons instead of size in this cartoon. Yeah. Uh, Casey Jones is a girl in this, played by Zelda Williams. Uh, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, me either. I mean, that, it, for those that don't know, that is the daughter of the late great Robin Williams. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, Raphael is the oldest, and he's the leader of of this version of the turtles. While Leo is the rebellious one. Which, what? Why are we changing the entire no. like, perception of the characters? No, we're, we're going back to the the Partners in Crime song that came out in 1990 that said, Raphael, yeah. he's a leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear goop. We were always pissed <laughs> off at that because that, that was wrong. They, they made, made it right. No, they right. They made it right. It made no sense. This the same. whole reason that series yes, exists. They fixed the it. They reason. fixed it. Partners in Crime. What, what, one thing that's cool about the show is uh, Raphael, Michelangelo, and April are all voiced by uh, uh, actors of color. Uh, so we got some more diversity going on in this version of uh, Turtles, which is really cool. Uh, the show ran for two seasons and 39 episodes. Thankfully, only 39. Uh, they actually ended with a movie on Netflix, which the uh, animation on the uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie on Netflix, it looks great. It just... The it, action looks still, great. The, the action's awesome. Yeah. And the action in, in the show can be kind of yeah. fun, too. Because it's very, I guess... Highly anime. Uh, it's, what would you call it? It's very stylized. Yeah. It's, it's stylized. It's not. Yeah. Quite, it's almost you could call it like American anime. All right. What do people think of Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because your do, boy has thoughts. I think I probably have one of the only positive things to say about it, so I'll go first, I Go guess. for it, go I'll for it. I think you probably are. The only positive thing I can say, and this is after watching very few episodes, so who knows if you know I'd watch the other 36 episodes if I'd still feel this way. But I do think the humor was pretty solid. Uh, it wasn't cringy. It wasn't bad. It was a little pat, 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 pat at times. It's a oh, it's very smart. Like joke, 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 yeah. joke. But I do think it's... it's it's very fitting for the audience that they were going after. It's what a lot of cartoons that go after that audience and that, that age demographic. Yeah. It's the kind of comedy they do. I picked a random episode last night while, while I was checking out the Turtle cartoons. And the episode was about the Turtles needed to return a DVD to a kiosk <laughs> by midnight. And if they returned it by midnight, they would get a hug from Splinter. That was the whole plot. So this was one of the 11-minute ones, at least, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, because I couldn't... I, I wanted to do an 11-minute one because I didn't want to stomach the full... Like, Relatability. That's what they want. Relatability. And, and they end up getting it. But as they go through the town, they keep running into obstacles. And also a man who's dressed as Gandalf saying, you shall not pass, who ends up hugging Splinter with him, which is weird. I don't 
know what the show is for. This show is not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They, no. it's just they have the same names, yeah. Yep. But you don't really have the villains of the turtles in there a at all. Shell of the former oh series. Oh my god! You uh, might say. Uh, <laughs> I approve that. Def they're definitely half shelling it. <laughs> but April O'Neil's like a superhero now too. Yeah, that was. And I don't love well, that. Well, she's kind of a little bit like that in 2012. And I don't love that. I don't love that either. That's more with her mind. I'll say in 2012, yeah. they also, it's baby steps. It I, starts off as her yeah. training to actually learn how to fight from Splinter. I think I'm like Jimmy. I prefer April O'Neil being older. She's like a, a yes. psionic or whatnot. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. There's no really turtle characters outside of your core characters. Shredder doesn't show up till like the very end, and he's very different. He looks kind of like Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, it's not good. Not no, good. It's not. Uh, Casey Jones only shows up briefly uh, in the movie. Uh, what does he sound like? He sounds like Haley Joel Osment. That's not the Casey <laughs> I remember. He sounds I like he does. He sound like he's talking through his teeth. He sounds like he sees dead people. <laughs> that does not sound intimidating no, at no. all. Yeah, they have him and they have the Krang. That they're just the Krang, no Krang. in uh, in the movie that's on Netflix. Okay. But oh, uh, they did the thing. Yeah. They were like, look, yeah. we did the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to have something to back it up. We can't but, just do the thing. You know? But other than that, there's like, you don't see like Baxter Stockman or there's there's no other, there's no Leatherhead. Yeah, there's there's no, no other, no other like. No, the, all these characters yeah. are pretty much. There's no I'm, other. I'm pointing to my shirt. I thought you were saying there's no, no other. <laughs> these characters aren't in there except right. for yeah. the Turtles and <clears throat> April and Splinter. And how horrible is Splinter? Easily the worst iteration of Splinter. Why did they do this? So, for those that don't know, Splinter is very lazy. Just he, fan lazy. He right? watches yeah. his yeah. stories or whatever, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. What, what do you think of Splinter in the in the cartoon, Jimmy? Um, well, I don't know a whole lot of, about Splinter. All you I, need is one I, episode. I will say this: Who voices him? Eric Bauza. Uh, yeah. yeah. Eric Bowser does the best Bugs Bunny. He's probably mm -hmm. the best Bugs Bunny since Mel Blanc. And most of the Looney Tunes characters now, he does. Yeah. So he's a talented he's, guy. He is. He is um, I don't know a whole lot about that. You said, say that this is a bad version of Splinter. It's horrible. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's, but I, I do yeah. want to say that Eric Bowser is a talented voice person. I don't know why this isn't good. It's probably the writing, too. It oh, it's definitely the writing. Yeah. yeah. But I yeah, he just... He just doesn't want to be bothered. He yeah, wants to watch his stories. Well, because yeah. the kids watching this, like April's the... Oh, I'm sorry. Splinter's the dad. Yeah. So, like, they write him differently now. He's like... Well, he's he's our dad. He's like a silly dad that you yeah, see in, like, a Yeah, he's a silly dad. That's, so. Dad's not cool. That's how that's... That's right. why... See, that's and why I was hoping from the little bit I watched that, like... Because I've, I've, you know, read up on it, what happens later. and None of it stuck to my memory because the only thing I was looking for wasn't there. So, right. if I'm wrong, somebody... I think Brain is the only one who's watching up could correct me. I watched like, a little bit, not much. So, like, Lazy Splinter is kind of like a funny thing that we could run with for a little bit, but when it comes time to step up, which I would hope there's a moment where he steps up and shows that he, he wasn't being lazy, he was just resting. I think you they know, probably do that near the end. I um, would hope there's a, but two seasons is a long yeah. fucking play for that when we're talking it's, about Splinter. It's just, it's not good. It's almost, what, 40 episodes? Yeah, what you say, like 30-something? Yeah. 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 The movie is technically 40. I, yeah. I love Splitter in 2012 because he's like 8 feet tall. <laughs> well, when you think about it, he should be taller than the Turtles. <clears throat> he like, he should teenagers. be. But when, when, you see, yeah. when I saw it at first, I was like, oh my god. Because that's the first time that he's like a little old Yoda man. But now yeah. he's like, yeah. oh my god, Splitter's like towering <laughs> over these turtles. But it works, and it, it works. it's great. And, and you can believe him fighting Shredder yes, when he's that big. very right. capable. He yeah. was very capable. Instead of only being four foot. And jumping around like Yoda. Yeah, yeah. What do you think of uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Billy? Uh, I didn't, didn't I haven't seen a whole lot of it. 
I know there wasn't very many episodes, only two seasons. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I did like was that Zeldon Williams was in it. Yeah. Because I was always a big Robin Williams fan. Yeah, I like Zelda being. I like some of the voice acting. In yeah, that, and I've heard yeah, the writing's yeah, not my thing. Some of her uh, voice acting is actually really good. Uh, Eric Balza, of course. You know. Jimmy, what did you think of Rise of the <laughs> I Turtles? I mean, this isn't really for me. Like, I, I watched a, a episode of it, and like, it's it's got some clever jokes and lines, and it's um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just not for me. My thoughts is, I think it's there's pro probably a good cartoon in there, but it's not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They should call it something else. Yeah, they should call it like yeah. reptilian teenagers or something like that. Battle Toads. It's they should call not it that. Kung Fu Frog. Yeah. There's like nothing that has to do with, and I get it. Like, there's a different lore each time around. That's why I'm okay with them changing lore up. But there's no lore, and that's this. They're just silly. Like the voice acting, I actually think the voice cast is actually pretty good. I think the voice acting, and I think, and I do think the action is good. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I'm still, I, me personally, I am 100% on board with an anime turtle series. Oh, yeah. But I wanted to have the tone of more animes where it's a little more serious. Like, right. if you could take an anime style and give it almost a story like the 2003 series, yeah. where it's a little more serious, I yeah. actually think that would be pretty I think, amazing. I think it would work out really well. Yeah. Now at Burger King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle bike gear, radical spoke sliders, a cool bike patch, a ninja zipper, a screaming bike horn, and a license plate. Awesome accessories, dude. You can collect all five, one with every kid's meal, only at Burger King, where the turtles Excellent. are bugging your way. We're going to do, a, I'm going to do a lightning round questions. We're going to go around the table here. Ooh. And our answers are going to be OG, 03, 12, or 18. All right, overall, which Turtle anime series is your favorite? I am going to start with Billy and work my way around. OG. Lightning. OG. Okay, Jimmy? It's 2012. 2012? Okay. Turtles 2012. I'm going to go with 2012, even though I haven't finished it yet, but I'm enjoying it a lot more than it I've enjoyed all the others. Which one was your least favorite? Let's all just say <laughs> it at, one, at the same time. 2018. 2018. Rise yeah. of the TA has been in I thought we were going to do a little yeah. countdown. Yeah. The fall of the TMNT. All right. Which show do you think has the best turtles? Like, not just one of them, but all four. 2012. Yeah. 87, I grew up with the guys. I just, I just, I have to pick them. 2012, they each all get to stand alone in certain episodes, and they all have their own motivations. I think 2012 as well, for the, uh, yeah. just because I like all four. Yeah, yeah. The, the voice acting, I just think, is amazing. Yeah. All right, who has the best Splinter? Billy. Uh, 87, OG. 2012. Mike? I loves me the OG, but I gotta go 2012 on this one, too. I'll go 2012 as well. 1990 movie would have been my answer, but I Well, yeah, That's I a agree. good pick. Because yeah. that's like the best puppet in the fucking world. I love that puppet! I do, too! Next, next episode, next episode. Who has your favorite April O'Neil? Billy. 03. 87. OG. OG for me as well. Which show do you think has the best villain? Billy. 2012. Jimmy? Uh, I would say OG. The voices are easily imitatable and they're fun. Mike? 2012. Hands down. I'm going to pick OG just because I've only done one season so far and it's mainly just been like Krang. Uh, which show would you want to... Would you be most likely to binge all the way through? Billy? OG, 03, 12, or 18? Probably 18 because I don't have as much time to watch 1980... <laughs> uh, 193 episodes. <laughs> Jimmy? Uh, 2012. I've been binging all of them lately, and 2012 is the only one I'm still watching. 2012 is the one I'm sticking with, too. Which show has your favorite animation, like, overall? Billy. OG. 
Jimmy? So it's OG. It's that opening. It's 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 eighty seven. I gotta go O three actually. That's a good that's a good choice. I almost went with O three, but I'm gonna go with OG as well. Just kind of when they were like really firing on all cylinders. That's some like good classic stuff. Uh, which show has your least favorite animation? Mm. Least favorite animation, not like the show itself. Because right, right. I'll even admit, eighteen has some really good animation. Right. Really. Probably O three. Jimmy. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with O three as well. Mike, I'll be honest. I actually think all of this, all four series have really good animation, like really. I think, I think all of them are fa- oh, yeah. fairly solid. I yeah. would honestly, and this is a super slight technicality, I'm gonna say OG, just because some of the stuff doesn't run as smooth as the okay. other animated series do. Like sometimes it almost feels like they're slow down. It's yeah. pretty janky at times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pick O3. Like it's good, but I feel like the others are just way more superior. Because like I said I hate 2018, but it it. It looks good for what it is. I think it has more personality. I say it's exciting looking. Yeah, yeah, it's more visually something. I don't know. It's something, all right. It's something. Yeah. Uh, Billy, is your favorite episode in OG, 03, 12, or 18 of Turtles of All Time? Uh, Can we say what that episode is? Yeah, I was hoping. You can? Can I say what the episode is? Yeah, yeah, and then we'll talk about our favorites in general. Give a rundown on why I think it's my favorite. OG would be one of my favorite episodes. It was the pizza episode. But that's mainly because when I was younger, I always liked Aliens. What's it called? Oh, that's the, uh, the, 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 the Killer Pizza one? Killer, yeah, Attack on the Killer, killer pizza. Pizzas, isn't it? Yeah, it's like yeah. second season. Uh, yeah. 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 The Case of the Killer Pizzas. Case of the Killer Pizzas. There we go. That's the case, first episode I liked yeah. when yeah. I watched yeah. it. Yeah. Case of the Killer Pizzas is one of my favorite ones. That's a good one. It had did, uh, I was a big fan of Aliens when the movie came out, and that was kind of like a, a, a third showing of Aliens. Yeah. Uh, as far as 87 goes, I tend to like the episodes where they introduce characters. Enter the Fly is great. Yeah. Uh, where we bring Baxter and Krang's just like disposed of him and like they're just gonna kill him oh yeah and, every inter episode <laughs> and then the fly the fly gets in it's it's great because it's basically just a, a, a get your jeff goldblum yeah. bloom reference i love calabunga shredhead where uh michelangelo and shredder switch switch places oh that that yeah, yeah. i watched that one. Yeah. Oh god i just remember yeah. oh wow that, that that's a fun one the animation's real swimmy in that one it but is. i just i really like it enter the rat king again i just like enter it. the rat king i yeah. love introducing one characters. Of the ones i was gonna mention actually yeah. uh, of that's course we one. talked about earlier maybe before we rolled about uh Casey Jones just walking into a job interview for that corporate Raiders from Dimension X. <laughs> While he still has his mask Why on. still has his mask you on. You gotta break that up. Yeah. And I have every weapon on his back. Yes. Uh, there's an episode called Shredderville, which is basically, uh, it's a wonderful life. Okay. Uh, where the turtles are like, we don't want to be turtles. And then they, it's like a whole thing. And like huh. April and Irma are like slaves to Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, what? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> uh, and this is an episode that, it's not a great episode, but it's called Night of the Rogues. And it's they, they didn't do this at all. The only time they ever do it where Shredder's like, I'm going to bring in all the villains. Oh, really? Shredder yeah, like brings Sinister in, Six? Shredder yeah. brings in Chrome Dome, Rat King, Leatherhead, Scumbug, oh, Slash, Andrax, and Tempestra. This is like season, I think, seven. But say, that's got to be later. Or maybe eight. It might have been one of those. It's one of the last really good episodes. Um, and then the Turtles are like, oh, yeah? Well, we got Zack, the fifth turtle. Yeah. That's that little boy that I hate right. that kid. Yeah. Right. And they also and Casey better Jones. than Carter though. Oh, better than Carter. Carter. And that's the third episode Casey Jones is in. I don't think he has a speaking line, uh, but he's they bring in those two. They could have bring in they could have brought in Mondo Gecko. Why do you think they didn't bring in Casey Jones hardly ever? I don't know. He's maybe such a big part of the comic. Maybe, yeah. maybe and the movies. Maybe because he was too violent. For it just cartoons. didn't interest them. Maybe I guess I don't. Yeah, could have just. But yeah. it's, a, it's a great visual though for cartoons. Yeah, yeah I agree. But like I said, maybe he literally went to the job interview with one on. They sold the. Figure and then that was all that, they needed. That was all they needed. Yeah, that was all they needed. So those are I my had that figure. Those are my favorites from '87. Uh, what are some of your favorite episodes, Mike? So 2012 season one finale, 
It's just showdown. It's just I have it on my list here. Yeah. So. It's such a good episode, and it also is just it's it's a good it's a good crescendo to the like the ten episodes that preceded it. Everything builds up really well to that moment. It's a two part episode. There's a lot of good emotional stuff in it. That's when you find out the big twist that Karai mm-hmm. is not Shredder's daughter, as we've been led to believe the whole which time is, she's existed. That in the is series. not from the comics. That's like an original yeah. thing from that. Which it turns I, I, out I, I like that, that when the big fire and everything happened back in the day with the whole origin story of all that, that Shredder actually stole Miwa, as her actual name is, from Splinter. Yeah. And then so that I mean that that in a, a finale that sets up an obvious story for where we're going to go next is just so underappreciated. Yeah, and and, and that whole so second well season, too. right? And that whole second season is about Splinter trying to to, to bring Karai back mm-hmm. into his life, and then you know all the stuff with the mutant and whatnot. But yeah, my f- uh, favorite episodes. Um, I've I picked a couple from. Almost every series. Obviously, I didn't pick anything from 2018. Uh, well, it sounds like you like that DVD episode. I think well. he loves that DVD episode. <laughs> of the OG uh, series, I you got to go with the first five episodes. The first season is, in my opinion, pretty near perfect. If they would have kept the cartoon with that kind of vibe, that, that kind of like storytelling, I think it could have been one of the best cartoons of all time. But of course, it became, you know, it became a cartoon about something figures and i get that the best bebop and rocksteady are in those episodes. oh they're and they, yeah, they're, they're scary they're scary in that yes. one yeah. yeah um but yeah the original five episodes of og you should check out uh the the first one with rat king too is another one of my favorites yep. when you go to 2003 i gotta say episode 10 and 11 which is called the shredder strikes uh part one and two that's the first time they get to fight Shredder, you don't know he's a neutron yet. And as for 2012, I've only seen one season of it, but I can suggest uh, episode 9, The Gauntlet. I was talking about earlier, that's the first showdown with Shredder as well. Uh, it's really good, because that's when, the, in my opinion, the show starts to get a little serious. Yeah. It's been a little silly and also a little slow. In the first eight episodes, they're not bad, but I don't think they're great. Episode 9 is when they become great, in my opinion. And they retreat. And they right. retreat. Yeah, they don't yeah, stay right. It's... It's really, really good. And also, like Mike said earlier, I have to pick the finale, uh, part one and part two of Showdown, which is episode 25 and 26 of the 2012 edition of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about the cartoon before we get going today? So I have a note. <laughs> oh, go for it. Uh, one thing I liked about 87, we kind of we were talking about Casey Jones's voice. Um, I think what they did, they came up with a character and they were like, hey, what can you all do? And they went to the voice cast and yeah. like, what can you all do? And for Casey Jones, they were like, uh, somebody was like, I can Dirty do, Harry. I can do Clint Eastwood. Yeah. And they're like, okay, so he's Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, when they did, uh, I guess I think their version of or they Ray Fillet or whatever. Yeah. Uh, someone was like, who Ray Fillet? And they're Ray like, Filet. let's say, oh Ray Liotta. So the voice for Ray Fillet is Ray Liotta. There's a lot of voices like Ray that. There, there's an Elvis yeah. voice, but one I do need to point out. Henry Hill is Ray Fillet. <laughs> uh, there's an episode called like Mr. Og Goes to Town, where uh, Donatello opens up a portal to this weird world where Mr. Mr. Og is basically like he's basically like a Mr. Mississippix oh, yeah. kind of character. Oh uh, yeah, Superman's uh, yeah. fifth dimension yes. imp. Very villain. annoying. Um, and eventually they put him back in his, he, he leaves, whatever. Um, but I guess they were like, hey guys, what voice, who, what voices can you do? And then Rob Paulson was like, I, c- I can do Pee Wee. So Mr. Ogg's, ah, Mr. Ogg's voice is Paul Rubens. It's actually Paul, uh, Rob, Paulson Rob Paulson doing right. uh, Paul Rubens. Um, so I wanted to point that out because I was looking at this, I was like, oh, that's another Pee Wee reference. 
in Turtles, it's pa Rob Paulson doing the, the voice of Mr. Og. Why do, why do the Turtles keep uh, referencing uh, Humphrey Bogart in the old cartoon? <clears throat> it must be the... It uh, happens multiple times. Yeah, well, the hats. They put the hats yeah, and trench coat on yeah. it. So it's like, but I get him doing yeah. it like in the first episode like Raphael does, but why do they keep doing it? Because the 40-year-old yeah. writers who are writing it, that's what they <laughs> remember. They're writing yeah. for children. Children don't know yes. Casablanca. There's tons of that stuff. <laughs> I know Casablanca. 87 did tons of that stuff. I've still never seen Casablanca. To be fair, I did learn about Casablanca. Did Oh, not Cagney. Yeah, they... Mikey does that in... In the movie. In the 1990. There's all kinds of references. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us again for our second episode of TurtleCast. Make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Uh, drop us five stars while you're at it. Uh, if you like what we do here on TurtleCast, maybe check out mine and Jimmy's sister podcast, Almost Gollum, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. We're on hi hiatus from Almost Gollum at this time, up until the fall, but we have 37 episodes waiting for you on Apple Podcasts and 37. Spotify. Yeah, 37. <laughs> That's where the 37 was. Right. I knew it was somewhere. Oh. Nowhere near as fun as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, be. no, no. Next time on episode 3 of our TurtleCast, we will take a look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies that have hit the silver screen over the years since 1990. We're going to cover all the Turtle movies in their entirety. We're going to talk about our thoughts on them. We're going to talk about how they got made and all that good good stuff. Jimmy, what are you looking forward to talking about with the movies? Um, I'm always looking forward to talking about uh, the 1990 movie because there's just little moments that I just, I just love. Uh, and they're little things that probably no one else cares about but me. When I talk about the new movie, I have a lot of thoughts. I know it's it's the thing everyone's talking about now. So yeah, looking forward to delving into, into the films and especially the, the third one as well. Let's oh yeah, we were. Gonna, yeah, I know Billy has thoughts. He's fuming. Uh, He's turning red. Yeah, I have thoughts on the third <laughs> one. I, I really want to talk about the 1991. I absolutely love that one. I mean, to this day, I still quote that movie. Which one are you looking forward to talking about the most, Mike? Uh, I am excited to talk about Mutant Mayhem just because I've seen a lot of the. I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but everyone's going to have the same gripe. And I'm. I'm that's I'm not excited. my main gripe. That's not my main right. gripe. Right. Well, I am just excited to defend the movie no. because I'm already seeing for as much as people seem to like it, there are those. Really? Uh, I haven't seen anybody that hates oh, it. Oh, there's a few turtle groups on Facebook. Oh, okay. Been, and I've, I, don't, I don't jump into that. <laughs> yeah, there's always, you know, with, with every fan base, there's always oh, going to be people that yeah. are. They're, they're mad that it's not the exact same mm -hmm. thing that they watched when they were children, even though they can just go back and watch the thing from when they were children. Mm -hmm. uh, but for the record, I like the movie, but there's I just have thoughts. Right. And then also, just like everybody else, I think we're going to have a just a big old, this is going to sound gross, four-way love fest over that first live-action movie oh, from 1990. Oh, yeah. I am also interested, because I haven't gone back and watched any of these movies in a long time, with the exception of the 1991, I watched that one like last year. But I am interested in seeing if I still love the second one as much as I used to. Everyone Spoiler! You won't. <laughs> but we'll see. I mean, if you're ready to go Ninja Go, you might. I got no problem with that. Oh, thing. Ninja Rap is... I'm okay with Ninja Rap. Right? Kevin Nash is in that movie. You won't he bite is. your tongue. He is. We're going to talk about Kevin Nash next time, too. Right, Jimmy? Right. I held the, Did I hold the door open for him once? No. That was, you, oh, that was yeah. you, you, you held the door open for Chewbacca. No, you, what did you, I do you to... pissed off Kevin Nash. Did I? I don't oh, remember that specifically. Yeah. Wow. We'll talk elevator? about it next time. We'll save it for wow. next time. we got to give people a reason to I, check I out like, episode close three. Close this elevator before Schubert gets on it. Is that what I did? Uh, <laughs> well, once again, thanks for joining us. I'm Brandon Ingram. I'm Mike Waters. Hi, I'm Jimmy Humphrey. And I'm Billy Duckett. Cowabunga! Cowabunga! Oh, bring it,
kids our power pack. No, serious. But Shredder wants it. We must take that power. Yeah. Let me have it. Let's give it to him. Oh, no. But Ninja Mac. Now, now, dude. It's Crunchy Ninja Mac with Ninja Marshmallow. A power pack crunch. Part of your balance breakfast. Hey, great. Now we crunch you. Turtle power. Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac.